are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Thank you, Lord. Let light come to every heart today. Let comfort come to every soul today. Let healing come to everybody. In the name of Jesus. And let people say loud, Amen. Amen. Will you help me celebrate readings? Thank you. Please be seated and celebrate that wonderful song about exponential increase. Glory to God. This morning, I believe that God will put light in your soul. Today I'm going to be reading, first of all, our opening scripture, which is our text for this month. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 26. It says, And I will make them, and the places round about my hill, a blessing. And I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing. Now, if you read the scripture in context, you will find that in one way or the other, some scholars will say that the scripture refers to Something that will happen in the millennial reign. But we also understand in scripture there are laws of double application. It means sometimes something is said but it applies in two ways. Glory to God. Or in more than one way. But I want to bring out the nature or should I say the attitude of God concerning blessing from this scripture. Today's message, I'm starting a series for the morning service, the 8 a.m. service, on blessing consciousness. Hallelujah. But I want you to see the attitude of God from the statement made here. He said, and I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. In that one sentence, he's concerned about blessing the person and the place. Amen. He's talking about the individuals and where they are staying, their location. You could imagine how much he was concerned about seeing the blessing in their lives that he said, I will make them a blessing. And if, if that is not enough, he said, I will also make the places round about, amen, where they are staying to also be what? A blessing. He said, I will cause the blessing to come down in his season. Meaning that he will see to it that when it is time, it comes. Then he said, there shall be, what? Showers of blessing. Now, 
We are in the New Testament. Glory to God. And in a way concerning you, this has already been fulfilled. Glory to God. Am I communicating? It has already been fulfilled. There is already the shower of blessing upon us. What do you think? You know, if you read scriptures, he spoke about the blessing like a rain. Like rain. So he called it showers of blessing. It will pour forth. And he talked about it like something that had a season to show. Remember that Joel had already prophesied that it will come to pass in the last days that he will pour out his spirits on all flesh. Amen. Has that been fulfilled? Has that been fulfilled? And do you know what the Bible calls that? He calls it the rain. There's an early and a latter rain. Glory to God. That outpouring of the Spirit was referred to as rain. If you read Isaiah 32, 15, 16, and 17. From verse 15 he was saying, let's just look at it. He said, upon unto the Spirit. No, go, go to 13. Go to 13. Go to 13. He said, upon the land of my people, 13, 14, 15 I meant. Upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and briars. Yea, upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city. Verse 14. Because the palaces shall be forsaken. The multitude of cities shall be left. The forts and towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses, a pasture of flocks. This is chaos. That will continue until. Ever say until. The spirit be poured upon us from on high. The spirit has been poured upon us from on high. Amen. This spirit being poured is the shower of blessing. It has already come. Amen. What is the season? The season is that New Testament. We are in the season already. Amen. And so, the scripture we are quoting in Ezekiel 34 has been fulfilled concerning us. He has caused the blessing to come upon us around about the hill. Amen. Am I communicating? We are Zion. We are the hill. Amen. He has caused that the blessing has come upon us and those round, around us. That means there are people that are around us and because they are around us, they are also blessed. And there are showers of blessing. Let me say there are showers of blessing. Now, I said all of this because of where I'm going to. I want to talk to you about blessing consciousness. You see, we live in a world where based on how most of us were brought up and the environment we grew up in, we are Curse-conscious. Just like people are more Satan-conscious than they are God-conscious. You see a young person that believes that there's a demonic spirit in the dark. Hello? If the place is dark, he feels that something bad is in the dark. When they put on the light, why don't you think that, something, that God is in the light? He didn't hear me well. The same way you think that there is evil in the dark. Why don't you always think that there is God in light? That means that your consciousness of evil, your consciousness of the, of the devil is so awakened, so strong, is stronger than your consciousness of God. When you wake up in the morning, you see something you didn't keep right 
something that you kept in a particular place is no more kept in that place. The first thing that comes to your mind is whether a spirit has entered here. Am I communicating? What are you manifesting? Consciousness of Satan. Consciousness of evil. In the same way, many of God's children, even after they've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, still carry a curse consciousness. You know, in teaching, I spoke to you about the blessing being an invocation. And some of us also know that the curse is an invocation. It's an invocation that brings a negative influence upon your life. That's what the curse is. So many of us somehow look at the outcomes of our lives and we think that there is an influence that is bringing it. So you know what it is? You are curse conscious. Now, you see, the fellow is born again. And then he applies for a job. They don't give him the job. Then his friend applies for the job. His friend gets the job. He says, I told you that there is something wrong with me. Do you know there are even some believers that if they even went for a party and they were serving food and they skipped them, they read meanings to it. You will see, when it reached my turn, the meat will be finished. You see, you see I, I, the thing that, that thing that my grandfather did is very strong upon me. Why? That's the consciousness. They are, you know, when, when we say consciousness, what do we mean? Consciousness is your state of awareness or responsiveness to your environment. That's consciousness. Alright? Your state of awareness or responsiveness to your environment. So, consciousness can grow. Consciousness can win. Did you hear me? You can grow in consciousness. And consciousness can also wane. That means it can wear out. Now, you see, let's use an illustration so you understand it this way. You know, when, have you ever been in a place, I went to a boarding school, so there are times where you are sleeping. I remember something a fellow did to me when I was asleep in our junior days. And uh, recently we got talking. And I reminded him. Now, they used to do something. They would come to your corner in the boarding house. Then we called it dormitory. And then tap you and say, give me your key to your locker. And because you are sleeping, are you understanding me? You will just give the key. Then they say, can I take milk? You say yes. Can I take sugar? You say yes. Then they will take. He's stealing. Are you understand what I'm saying? But they are taking advantage of the fact that you are unconscious. Unconscious. You are not fully conscious. Maybe let's say you are semi-conscious. Are you understanding me? Am I communicating? I'm trying to communicate consciousness to you. So he will say, Give me your this, and you give him. Then you you wake up in the morning, you will remember that somebody came, but you're not sure who came. I don't even know what I'm talking about. You know that? It's like somebody collected my key. Uh, the, you know? Uh, I'm not sure. Then, uh, somebody said, um, did you ask me for the, the person? No. Did you ask me? Uh, I said, see if somebody collected my key. What's the problem? You, you were acting, but you were not fully conscious. Amen. So you see that the thief 
could take advantage of you because of your level of consciousness. Am I communicating? Now, in the same way, when we got born again, something happened to us. In John chapter 3 verse 3, let's look at it. In John 3 3, the scripture says something very important. Jesus was answering or responding to a fellow. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The, Hebrew, the Greek word for see there is idol. Idol is awareness, consciousness. Amen. That means that the consciousness of the kingdom comes when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen. That means a man that is not born again is not conscious of the kingdom of God. Amen. He, let me use the term. He has not been awakened to the kingdom of God. Amen. So he can't respond to the kingdom as he should. But let me explain something to you. When you come into the kingdom, you have to grow in consciousness. If not, Satan will take advantage of you if your consciousness is low. Amen. Amen. Why do you think we're teaching you the word of God? The essence of teaching God's word is for you to grow in consciousness. Hallelujah. English translated there, see. In some other um, portions of the Bible, of the New Testament, it, it called it to know. It called it a knowing, seeing. But the Greek word is ido, awareness, a consciousness. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? So, I see illustration I used here. I said, the same way the thief takes advantage of the fact that you are not very conscious. And makes you do what you would not have done if you were conscious. Amen. Am I communicating? If you were conscious, you would not have done it. But because you are not conscious, you did it. Now, in the same way, when we are bringing God's word to you, we are bringing you to a consciousness. Amen. Glory to God. I'm just explaining consciousness. So when we start talking about blessing consciousness, you understand what we're talking about. Now, I said a lot of people were developed negatively. So we have a lot of Christians, loving, Christians that love Jesus Christ. But the challenge is that they are more conscious of the curse. You know, one day I told someone, I said, why are we always thinking about curses? He said, ah, because man was cursed. I said, do you know actually that man was not cursed? He said, no, man was cursed. I said, man was never... He said, I've never heard that before. I said, man was not cursed. Hallelujah. I said, go back, amen, and look at it. Man was not cursed. That's if you're using the term, God speaking over man and cursing him. No, he wasn't cursed. We know man died, alright? But man wasn't actually cursed. Why? Time will fail me. In the scripture, if you read, you go to Genesis 3. That's where all the trouble started. Amen. Alright, Genesis 3 was the corona year. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God of Adam. Glory to God. Now, after they ate the fruit, alright, and God came to man and said, why did you do this? You know what man said? Man said, the woman you gave me. It's just like now they say, why do you do this? I say, Sandra. And then they went to Eve and said, why did you do that? And when he got to the serpent, he didn't ask him any question. Amen. Can you just give me the scripture where he spoke to the serpent? Amen. I just want to show you something. Because 
I'm addressing consciousness. And the Lord God said unto, I'm reading Genesis 3.14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou on this, thou art cursed. You can't miss it. Thou art what? Cursed above all cattle. And above that means that there is no animal in the world that has the cost greater than the one that the serpent has. That means causes are in levels. Amen. Amen. See the language here. He said, you are cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Some people believe that he wasn't going on his belly before. And maybe it was after it was said. We're not sure about that. But that's how it, it, it looks. Verse 15. Then he said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. He has spoken naturally and spoken prophetically. Amen. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Keep going. Then he came to the woman. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow shall thou bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. That's what he said to the woman. Now, the scripture was careful not to even say it was a curse. Amen. Are you listening to me? But when he came to serpent, he clearly told you he cursed him. Keep going. Do something. Because some of you think that Adam, you are carrying the curse of Adam. Amen. And unto Adam, when he came to Adam, even God had to adjust himself. He said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. That is, we call it divine ojoro. Amen. That was smart of God. He didn't curse the man. Amen. Did you see that? Curse is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shall I eat of it all the days of your life. He, see, he didn't speak any curse over the man. Amen. He spoke it to the ground. We know, yeah, it will affect the man. But it matters that he didn't curse the man. Amen. Do you know that if he had cursed the man, <laughs> it would have been worse. Glory to God. Amen. If the ground is cursed and the man is blessed, he can, un- <laughs> he can, he can, he can unlock the curse in the ground. Amen. Did you see that? So, I'm just helping someone's mind that has meditated on the curse. Amen. To see that if you are tracing your curse from Adam, Adam was not cursed. Am I communicating? Because God had earlier blessed him. And he said, God blessed him saying, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue and have dominion. And he has not changed his mind about his blessing. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So when we start talking about blessing consciousness, I'm bringing you to a place where you understand that you are not cursed. Amen. 
Do you know that if you search the scriptures to look for how cursed you are, you won't even find it. Amen. Amen. But I don't know why people are so conscious. You know, if you feel that you have, let me use this language, you have, we say it in pidgin English, you have bad luck. That's another way of saying, I am cursed. Glory to God. So, negative things always happen to me. What do you think the scripture was talking about in Romans 8, verse 28? In Romans 8, 28, 28 is an outcome of 26 and 27. But 28 says, and we know, amen, that all things... Why? Because of the, 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 the Spirit of God and prayer. Amen. All things. What the blessing does in my life is that it takes negative circumstances and brings out good outcomes for me. Amen. It takes negative experiences and brings a good outcome from it. That's what all things work together for good to them that love God. And to them that are the called according to his purpose. That's the blessing. That's a life that is blessed. In the New Testament, when the scripture clearly spoke about the blessing, is Ephesians 1 verse 3. In Ephesians 1 3, it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us. He didn't say, Who will? Who has? The blessing is not a promise. The blessing has been made a reality. Amen. Am I communicating? Who had blessed us? Are you in the us? If you are looking for where to locate yourself, this is the place. He had blessed me. Amen. He had blessed me. Us, Paul was talking about, is himself and those he was writing to. Amen. So, you are in the us. Amen. So, say he has blessed me. He has blessed me, even for he will bless me. Let me put it this way. You were blessed before you showed up. Amen. It has been a pattern of God right from scripture. Hallelujah. That's why before Jacob and Esau were born, it was said that the younger, the older will serve, the elder will serve the younger. That means the younger has been blessed before he was born. Am I communicating? He was blessed before he was born. So, in the church also was blessed before it was born. Amen. Am I communicating? And you are the church. So, you were blessed before you even showed up. So, he had blessed you. Then, he didn't stop there. He now talks about the extent, the scope of the blessing. He said, blessed with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now why is the scope or the extent of the blessing so important? Because the man that is cross conscious has been schooled in the extent of the curse. At least some of you know that the Bible says that the iniquity of the fathers will be passed on to the children's children, even unto the third and fourth generation. That's the extent of that curse of the law. Amen. 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 And so, there are some of you that always pray. 
So, uh, they say our grandfather was cursed. That means that the curse will end after my own my children's generation. So you're counting. You you so you so believe. You have a revelation about the curse, but you don't have a revelation about the blessing. So you've gone to check it, and you're now counting based on the generation you are in. And that was how, you know, the extent which he went. If you read several scriptures, he said to the fourth, third and fourth generation. That means that the iniquity of the father is passed on to his children. That's the first generation. Then passed to the next, the second generation. Then up to the fourth generation. Fourth generation from the man. His own children are first generation. Are you understanding me? Fourth generation. That means that God will visit the iniquity of the fathers. But in the New Testament, Amen. It's not that way again. Amen. Glory to God. It's not that way. You know, one of the things Jesus did for us on the cross. Um, let's look at Galatians 3. Let me read verse 11 and 12. Not 13. Before I come to 13. 11 and 12. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Look at verse 12. That's not what I'm looking for. Go to 13. Okay, I'm looking for the scripture that said... Okay, let me read this one. Go to 10. Go to 10. The scripture I'm looking for. Good. Thank you. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse... For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Did you get that? So he's saying, every man that doesn't continue is cursed. Now, this is to the Jew. If you read Deuteronomy 27, 28, he's it, it, quoting the scripture from there. Alright, that's where he's quoting the scripture from. Now, but what did Jesus come to do for us? Jesus came... And became a curse for us. Hallelujah. Amen. He became a curse. That's what Galatians 3 was trying to say to you. In verse 13, let's go there. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Please read the next line carefully. Want to go. Be made a curse for us. Let's take it again. Be made a curse for us. He was made a curse for us. Then to, to, you say, how, how was he made a curse? Because it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Meaning that hanging on the tree is a curse. Hallelujah. So if you identify with Jesus... You have been disconnected from the curse. Amen. Any curse. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Now, the reason why Jesus was made a curse, the next verse now says, that the blessing, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Yorubas. Amen. The blessing of Abraham might come on the Where's your tribe? Amen. Your ethnicity. It might come. The only way that that blessing can come on you is through Jesus Christ. Amen. 
and it has it has come on you how do you know that you have received the blessing because you have received the spirit amen that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith that means he's saying that the 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 seal that that blessing has come is the spirit you received glory to god amen spirit So when you say, I am blessed, say it with confidence. Amen. Amen. Say again, I am blessed. Now, let me explain the difference. You are saying you are blessed so that you will be blessed. Hello. Some of you, that's how you are confessing it. I am blessed though. You are saying it so that you will be blessed. No. You are saying it because you are blessed. I don't know if your mind is shifting to where I'm bringing you to. You are saying it because you are blessed. You're not saying it so that you'll be blessed. You are blessed. Now say it because you are blessed. If you are male, say I'm a man. Are you saying it so that you'll be a man? If you're a lady, say I'm a lady. Are you saying it because you, you, you want to be a lady? Why are you saying it? Because you're a lady. Amen. If I say, all the ladies come this way, will you be confused? All the men come this way. Some people are confused. But how do you even know that God... <laughs> you know, there's no confusion. Because even animals, they stay on their lane. Amen. Male goats, female goats, they stay on their lane. Amen. Are you understanding me? They are not, they are not confused. <laughs> Amen. Let me not look for trouble. So, my, if you say ladies come that way, you are not confused. Now, is there some way we say, um, if you are blessed, come this way? You shouldn't be confused. Amen. We say we want all the cost people to come forward, we want to minister to them. You are looking for the cost people because. Even in the example, you cannot be cursed. Amen. Are you understanding me? Some of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alright? That joke about where they said somebody, what if you are poor? He said, no, even in the example, I cannot be poor. So even in the example, you cannot be cursed. <laughs> you see, your heart is important. The Bible says in Hebrews 4, 4, 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any W.S. word, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and marrows, and of, is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, when the Bible talks about the heart, if you read all the scriptures together about the heart, there are four compartments of your heart. The first I will mention is the thought compartment. Your logic, the th- logic part of your heart. The second is your emotions. Hallelujah. The third is your will. That's what the um, Hebrew intent of the heart. And then the fourth is your conscience. Now, you see, for you to come to the place of consciousness, I mentioned earlier that consciousness is in degrees. Some of us are more conscious than some of us. Amen. 
in certain areas. Consciousness is also another way of saying it's to be awakened to something. Hallelujah. I want you to be awakened to the blessing. Amen. To be awakened to that, that you are blessed. The patriarchs in Bible days, you see the way they functioned. I'm talking about Abraham and Isaac and Noah and the rest of them. You will know that they carry the blessing consciousness. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, he believed God. He trusted God. Okay. But you Abraham's life. You find that he walked and talked like a man that was blessed. Praise God. If you are not blessed, can you call somebody and say, let me bless you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, are you getting what I'm saying? Can you say, let, let me bless you. For you to be telling somebody, come let me bless you. It means you carry a conscience of blessing. Do you know that when Jacob went to Egypt, imagine a man that hunger wanted to kill them where they were. And they had to, for survival, they had to move because of the famine, into Egypt. Is it not supposed to be like subservient maybe to Pharaoh and say, ah, your boy is here or your boy is here. No, no, no. When he arrived there, he said, Pharaoh, let me bless you. He blessed Pharaoh. <laughs> Meaning that he carried a consciousness of blessing. Amen. He came. He's the one that came as visitor. He's blessing Pharaoh. Pharaoh is sustaining him, but he's blessing Pharaoh. Am I communicating? Abraham carried that same consciousness. We see in Genesis, I believe it was in the 14th chapter, when he, um, uh, he met, when he came from the slaughter of the kings after Melchizedek. I'm not sure if it's 21, 23. You know, when he came from the slaughter of the kings, what did he do? They were about to share the spoils of war with him. They said, um, um, since you rescued us, you rescued um, Sodom and, uh, us from Sodom and Gomorrah, take all the, these things and give us anything he said, I will not take a shoelace from you, amen, lest you will say, I have made Abraham rich. Ah, who talks like that? Meaning he carried with him a consciousness of blessing. See, the thing the consciousness affects the consciousness of blessing affects how you talk. It also affects how you act. You want to know how influenced you have become with that consciousness of blessing. Watch your behavior. So you see that Abraham acted like someone that understood. Why would Isaac stay in a land that was in famine? Because God spoke to him. That's blessing. That's consciousness of blessing. You're going to start a business. How are you starting it? Are you starting a business like someone that understands that you are blessed? It's like someone that understands they are blessed. Or you're still carrying with you a consciousness of, I don't know, whatever will be, will be. Whatever will be, will be is not a blessing consciousness. Amen. The blessing makes you sure about the outcome. Amen. Am I communicating? Regardless of the experience, you are sure about the outcome. Am I communicating? You will say it will work for my good. Amen. Say this is working for my advantage. That's blessing consciousness. 
is working for my advantage. And one of the ways that God got them to come to that place where they are conscious in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, chapter 11. Let's look at verse 18. What did he tell them? The aim of this was to bring them to the consciousness of their blessing. Deuteronomy 11, 18. God said, Therefore shall you my words in your hearts and in your soul, which my words, bind them for a sign upon your hand, like a handband. Amen. <laughs> and that they may be as front lies. Go for that. We're we'll, we'll read down to maybe 21. And you shall teach them your children. Speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house. When thou walkest by the way. When thou liest down. When thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house. And upon thy gates. That your days, amen, may be multiplied. And the days of your children, the land which I swore, which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. Amen. That means that there was a direct connection between the words he spoke and the experience they're going to have. But for it to happen, they have to put them before their eyes, bind them on their hand, write it on their doorpost. That means he wants them to be conscious. Amen. To think nothing apart from being blessed. This month, <laughs> let your thoughts be overwhelmed with the blessing. Amen. Are you listening to me? Be conscious of the best. Bombard. See, the doorway to your heart is your thoughts. You bombard your thoughts with thoughts, words of blessing. After a while, those thoughts, when your thoughts are bombarded for a while, it affects your emotions. Amen. Have you not seen someone watching a movie? And then after you join them in the movie and start crying. <laughs> How would they kill him like that? It's not fair. It has reached your emotions. Somebody else can see the movie and it didn't get to that point. Amen. But it got to that point because they've not just bombarded your thoughts, they've gone beyond that. It has now affected your emotions. Let me give an example. Have you not seen people that maybe they are celebrating something, maybe funeral or something, you know? The solemn assembly, a funeral or something like that, and then somebody died. And they were all talking before then, yeah, yeah, okay, this, I bring this, bring that, bring that. then they are quiet for a moment and they start talking about the person that died. As they keep talking, the, the Christ starts coming. Where is it coming from? Amen. If they stop talking, you won't cry. Amen. It's that the more your thoughts are bombarded with what they are saying, your consciousness level that this person is gone is rising. Amen. Then after a while, it affects your emotions. Then you start crying. Amen. But let me say this to you. Be so overwhelmed with the thoughts of God and cry that you are blessed. Amen. <laughs> you didn't hear me well. You didn't hear me well. See, let this blessing... Oh God! You know, in Pigeon English, they say, what's happened? I'm blessed now. You know? There are some believers that sit down and get overwhelmed with the problems they have. You, have you seen somebody just crying in one corner? They say, ah, what happened? You will not understand. 
What happened? He said, you don't understand. They are wondering what happened to him now. Nothing happened here. He was just thinking about some things. As I was just thinking, I said, oh, what is this life? What is this life? What is this life? Let Corona come. <laughs> that same thing you did, you can sit down and look at scriptures about how blessed you are. You will stand up and say, what is not this life? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? You will rise up and say, you know, why? It has affected your emotions. I'm teaching you about blessing consciousness. Feed on the thoughts of God concerning blessing until it affects your emotions. Glory to God. I'm out of time. Lift your hands everywhere and begin to thank Him. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Bless His name everywhere. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's rise to our feet. Just wave that hand to the Lord and begin to declare that I am blessed. I am blessed. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Just begin to thank Him that you are blessed. One of the prayer points we prayed today was that we will be overwhelmed with that consciousness of the blessing. That everyone in our midst will talk and act blessed. Ratopa and Ecclesubra diata, Lemende Ecclesubra and Eccleside, Zedede, Zedeboza, Lemende Ecclesida and Ecclesida, Rakatozo, Ratonda Bladoske, Pledi Ketoso, Lemende Ecclesida and Ecclesida Yagadeske. We give you praise. And let it be loud, Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith.